and interests in health and well-being with different perspectives to bring you a variety of tips and tricks for feeling your best and living a full, healthy life. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. It's good to be back. I know I haven't dropped a podcast episode in quite some time. Um, It's just been very hectic and I needed to kind of reprioritize for a little bit knowing that I would come back. Um, So it's good to be back in this space and I've got some exciting guests. I've had a few podcasts recorded that I just needed to edit. um, So I will be sharing those today and I've got some new ones coming up. I recorded a new one today. I'll edit that and post that next week. Um, But today we have Kara Nicole Batar. So Kara, I loved chatting with her because we have kind of a similar story, kind of going through the typical blueprint of life. So, you know, go to college, get a good degree, get a corporate job, climb the ladder, make money, be happy, end of story. And it doesn't always work that way. So Kara uh, went to Duke University School of Law and she practiced high stakes corporate litigation at one of the largest law firms in the Southeast. Uh, She realized that even though she had all the things she was supposed to want, that she just wasn't really thriving. And she took some time off to really look into that and to go inward and to dig into that. And she talks a lot about it in this episode, which I think is really, it's really cool to hear her talk about doing something that's very scary and also to not have it fix everything right away. So you don't just take some time off and everything is 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 rosy again. Um, you really have to dig in and do the work. And she did the work. So now Kara focuses on helping others optimize their lives. So even in a high-pressure, fast-paced experience, she really reiterates the fact that we can excel in our professional and creative endeavors and live in states of joy, abundance, excitement, and passion for life. And that it's possible for everyone, no matter where you are, in your career, in your journey. And her life's mission is now to show you how to do that. So she has an incredible story, and I am really excited to welcome her here and for you to learn from her experiences. Okay, happy Friday morning. Um, It's early here in California, so it's 8 a.m. here. It is 11 on the East Coast where you are. Um, So you're at least halfway through your Friday and almost at the weekend. Um, I have Kara Batar here with me today, and I'm really excited to talk to Kara because I relate to her story in that we both kind of looked at this, um, you know, early life as... um, kind of like there was a path set in front of us. You go to school, you go to college, you get a good job for you. You became a corporate lawyer and, you know, you kind of check off all the boxes and you move through life. And then you get to a point where you realize, huh, is this it? Because I don't really know if this is, um, if this is what I was thinking, envisioning for myself. And for some reason, I'm just still not satisfied. I had that kind of moment myself before I moved California. I was living in Philadelphia. I think if anyone listens, they know my story, but I want to talk about your story today and how you found joy and um, have really changed your life. And that's scary. People are scared to do that because change is scary. Um, But on the other side, it can be something so incredibly beautiful. So thank you for being here and sharing your story. Um, I love to start off by asking, what was your childhood like? What were you like as a child? Uh, well, thank you. And I, I'm very happy to be here. So thank you so much for having me. 
Um, so my childhood was, I grew up in a, a really small town. Um, and I was as a child, very serious. <laughs> and, um, when I was even in like fifth grade, I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And I would like, I had like Harvard law sweatshirts. And, um, so I was pretty from a pretty young age, I was quite serious and pretty driven. <laughs> um, at the time, of course, I didn't actually realize what was driving me. I, I understand it more now, but, um, but yeah, so it's pretty, pretty driven. And, you know, even though I grew up in a, a quite small town, it didn't kind of stop me from being like, no, this is what I want. I'm going to be an attorney. And, um, so, yeah. Where did that idea spark from when you were little? Where do you think that, you know, kind of going after that dream originated? So, so, I mean, like, you know, I didn't have clarity then, but, um, I have clarity now about it, but at the time I just wasn't, I didn't have a lot of exposure to a lot of, I guess, diversity in a way of like careers and professions and, um, the family that I grew up in and the town that I grew up in, I really believed that there were like two noble professions in the world. <laughs> one was a lawyer and one was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like no one in my family was an attorney. No one was a lawyer. I didn't, I didn't even know any lawyers, but like I had this idea that there are like these two noble professions in the world and I was going to be one of them. And so I chose lawyer and I was very like driven from a point of like, I really believed even at a very young age that I basically lacked any worth or value myself. And in fact, like the kind of the way I was raised, the belief was more of like, um, you know, we have these kind of like, it's almost like we're defective and deficient beings, you know, like I was, I was raised in quite a religious home and, um, it was very much like, you know, you're kind of like born like a sinner almost, you know, like you're born like kind of defective and deficient. So it was very much about me. Like I really believed I needed to become something and like prove myself and make myself good and make myself worthy and make myself valuable. And as a child and like kind of the environment that I was in, the way I started to do that was to choose one of these, one of the two noble professions in the world. And I chose lawyer. To prove your worth. Did you grow up Catholic? Mm-hmm. I did not grow up Catholic. I grew up Protestant, but I, okay. the town I was in was heavily Catholic. So it's like pretty much everybody in the town was one of the you know Protestant yeah, or Catholic. Yeah. That was pretty Everyone much the was whole town. For their sins. <laughs> Everyone was <laughs> repenting for their sins. Exactly. Got exactly. it. I went to Catholic school for twelve years, so I understand okay. that that mindset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you had this idea, and you were going to move forward, and you were going to become an attorney. And then I think, you know, you probably had blinders on. There is no other alternative. This is what I'm going to do. And now that I've made this decision. I have to, there's nothing that's going to stop me. So I'm going to continue on this career path because there is nothing else that I, that that you knew of at that point in time. No, there really wasn't. I really had like a very, I'm sorry if you hear snorting. That's my dog, Rosie. She she sits next, she's next to me all the time. 
She's what kind this, of dog is she? She's a Shih Tzu and she's tiny. She's so cute, but she snorts really loud. It's so, totally fine. We love dogs. So okay. I'm glad that you mentioned it so people don't think it's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you hear the snorting, that would be Rosie. She likes okay. to make kind of, an, a, kind of an appearance in a way, I guess. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was very focused on on this goal. And it was, it was pretty, like, it wasn't like I was really going to let anything, like I really, again, at the time I didn't realize I was trying to like prove myself and like make myself worthy. I did not realize that's what I was doing, but I was pretty laser focused on this goal. Did you, was that goal supported by family and friends or were you kind of on this path? Like this is what I'm doing. I don't care what anyone else has to say, or was it really encouraged by your family and, and things like that? I mean, my family, I would say generally, generally supported me. I mean, I, I did also kind of grow up in a home where it was like, you're going to go to college and you're going to go to grad school. So, mm-hmm. you know, like which one, like what, what grad school are you going to do? So yeah. yeah, I would say it was supported. I would say it was generally, yeah, generally supported and supported too by, I would just say every kind of environment that I was in, because, you know, I would say, you know, in our society, generally we do support goals like that. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you want to be a lawyer. Good for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you want to go to law school and you want to like, so, you know, in, I would say growing up, I would say in high school, I would say in college. Yeah. I was definitely supported in, in that goal. Yeah. And probably validated in a way because no one says, Ooh, a lawyer. Why would you, you know, everyone's like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. It's like, like, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, it's so, it's not like I was just like, I think, well, you know, what, you know, I think that what I was doing was really supported. If I was just like, Oh, I just want to like, you know, find myself and <laughs> that, I don't know if that would have, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But what I was doing, it was, it was very validating too. Cause I even felt like even when I hadn't actually become an attorney, it was like, I still felt like good about saying like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You had that identity as Mm -hmm. someone who was in that, that profession. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have um, a younger brother. And is he, did he kind of follow a similar career path or no? So, you know, we were raised in the same family, but we, you can have such different experiences being, even being raised in the same family. So he was more of the, like, I'll do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I'll go to church if I want to go to church. I'll, I'm not going to like focus on school. And so he was kind of just off, like kind of doing his own, his own thing, like being rebellious, being like a kid, like when I was like, very like. I'm going studious. to do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so studious, very like structured, very like disciplined. I like worked really hard. So we were actually quite, we were quite, quite different growing up. So interesting. It's like everyone has a role to play in the family mm-hmm. dynamic. And it's just so interesting how we each fall into that role and we play it so well. Um, I'm yeah. sure you can look back now and kind of, uh, there may be like a little bit of not enviousness, but you know, being that he had such less, you know, discipline and rigidity in terms of what he wanted to do. That sounds kind of nice now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does sound kind of nice. Like, and I really oh, did. I really, I really came to believe like, you know, with my experience with him, like, oh, like this is just my life. Like I work really, really hard and he doesn't. 
And it was just like, I don't know why, you know what I mean? Like he gets to like go off and have fun and do all this stuff. And like, I just don't. And you know, those things are like, it's just like before I really had insight into my life and why things are happening the way they were happening. It was just like, wow, that's just somehow, I don't know. I'm just somehow that's my lot in life and it's like not his. And, um, you know, so. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so you went to school, you went to, you went to college, you went to grad school, you became a lawyer and you checked all the boxes. So you felt like you had achieved the things that you set out to achieve and everything that everyone quote unquote would want. What was the turning point where you kind of took a look at your life and you were like, not really happy. What was the catalyst to that? I think, I think really what it was, was it was like, I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. And I had everything I thought I wanted. Like I went to a top law school. I was working at this big firm. I was making a lot of money and um, I was doing this really significant legal work. And I felt really appreciated and supported by my colleagues. And I felt, um, and also too, in addition to the the corporate litigation that I was doing, I was also doing a lot of pro bono domestic violence work. And so mm-hmm. I, and eventually I was named head of that, that project in our firm, which was quite a big project. And so it was just like, and I had this like adorable house, like in the city and had this like beautiful wardrobe. And it was just like, I had everything that I wanted, everything that I thought I wanted better stated. And I was like deeply unhappy. And I think the thing was, is like when I was in college and when I was in law school, I wouldn't say I was happy, but it was like, I had this, like, keep going. Like, you know, it's like, but once you get this thing, then it's like, then you'll be happy. Right. But then when it came to the point where I had, I had everything and I still wasn't happy. It's like, okay, but what's the next there's like, there's what's the next thing. And like, I mean, I was to the point where I was like, okay, I hadn't made partner yet. I was on partnership track, but I hadn't actually made partner. And it's like, you know, I had this moment where it's like, well, once I make partner, right. (laughs) You know, then, then I'll, but, but then I had this, like, I, I, that I had done that too many times, like too many times now have I said, oh, when this next thing happens, then I'll be happy. Like, then I'll feel good. It was like, part of me knew like, that's, that's not going to make you feel different. And two, I also saw my colleagues, I saw them make partner and I saw their life really not, it's not like it, it's not like your life magically changes and you make partner, you know, it doesn't. (laughs) So it was really kind of like, you know, I had been in the job for, you know, a number of years I had established myself and it was like, I have on paper, my life just looked I mean, it looked perfect. Mm -hmm. And I just kept looking at it being like, I should be happy. I should be happy. I should be happy, but I'm not. And I'm to the point now where I, I really believe that next thing isn't going to be the thing that does it. And so it was kind of like a, kind of like a breaking point in a way, because it's like, well, now what, Mm -hmm. like what? And, and the other thing too, was like, you know, you would think that like, Uh, again, I didn't really understand what was happening kind of below the surface, but like, you would think that that would have made me feel like really good about myself having all of those things, Mm -hmm. but it really didn't. 
and I had like moments of kind of like feeling better about myself, but it was like, what I thought that that was going to give me, it just simply didn't, it just simply didn't give me. So interesting. I think in a way too, it's almost like a morning. You're like, wow, I need this dream. We've reached the end of this dream. Mm -hmm. I've achieved everything I needed to achieve and I've gotten that validation and there's still this emptiness that needs to be yeah. filled. So I need to kind of move away from that and almost like you're not starting over, but you need to cultivate new dreams and new goals and new a new journey almost. And it's like, you kind of leave that one, you know, you, you learn from it and you have this cumulative experience that you can then build on. Um, what was, what was your first step when you came to the realization that you were going to make a change and leave that corporate world? Cause that's a scary <laughs> process. Um, yeah. how did you navigate that? So it took me years. I mean, that's just the truth. Like it took me years. I mean, I, I really didn't, I didn't have clarity in the sense that like, it was like, I was really unhappy and like, part of me blamed the job because as much as the job was a really good job and I was really like appreciated and I liked all my colleagues and doing all this good work, like it was really high, it was high stress. It was high pressure. I mean, we worked all the time, you know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. there was this part of me that was like kind of blaming the job, but then there was part of me that wasn't blaming the job. And then there was this part like, no, you should be happy. You have everything. And so it was, it was you know, it wasn't like I had this great clarity. It was this kind of confused state really. And I didn't know what to do. And I felt completely, I felt like something in my life has to change. Like something has to change. And, you know, there was this part of me that was just like, this can't be it. Like this can't be all that life is. There has to be something more. But then there was, you know, these other parts of me like, oh my goodness, like this, th this is the job people want. Like you have everything you want. You have everything other people want. Like, mm -hmm. and so I just kept trying to make it work. Like that was really what I did. Like, no, this, this, this has to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but eventually I did get to the point where I was just like, I've tried to make this work and I've tried to like, whatever, be positive about it. I've tried to, you know, do all the things um, and I'm still not happy and I don't entirely know why I'm not happy. And I don't know if anything is going to make me happy. And like, maybe that's just what, like, maybe this is just what life is. It's just not great. You know what I mean? And so, um, so there's all this kind of like mixed kind of thoughts, lack of clarity, but I did finally get to the point where I was just like, I'm not happy. And I have to know if something can be different you know, I just have to know. And like, my job was the biggest thing in my life. I mean, it really was, you know, kind of all, cons all consuming in a sense. And so, you know, it's just like, I was just like, something has to give. And I feel like this is the, I feel like this is the thing that has to give. I feel like this is the thing that has to change. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it took me years to get the courage to leave that job. And I also too, I did something that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody in that firm has ever done or um, anyone in those positions normally does. Um, so, you know, I, I was at this firm and 
the firm has a lot of connections. And so like people leave firms like that. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it it is a high pressure, high stress job. We do have a decent amount of turnover. And so if people want to leave a lot of times the firm, they'll just help them get another job. Like, let me, like, let us use our connections Mm -hmm. and help you find something else. Or people will have another job lined up because they have a great resume now that they've worked there. And I, again, like, not that I had this like massive clarity, but there was like part of me that was like, if I just switch jobs, it's going to be different faces, different places, but I'm going to feel the same. Yeah. And so that took me, it's like, it made it even harder in a sense, because I, it was like this part of me knew, like, I'm going to walk away from this job and I'm not going to have a plan. Like, I'm not going to know what's going to happen next. And for someone who's always had a plan, <laughs> um, that was really hard. And then too, I felt I, there was a part of me that felt like I really was just like, I was leaving this, like, like, like I was leaving this profession. Like I didn't totally know that, but part of me felt it. So, so yeah, it took me, a, it took me a while. And I still remember the the day that I put in my notice. Like I remember what I was wearing. I remember sitting in my office thinking like, I'm not going to be able to get up out of this chair and go tell this partner yeah. that, I'm, that I'm leaving and that I'm just leaving and that I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do once I leave. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a lot. It's hard. I mean, yeah. I did something similar. I didn't leave my profession entirely, but I did leave everything. I had the same thought process, like working in human resources. I had reached the end of my rope at this global company and I had gotten all the things that I thought I wanted, like a Blackberry and going to New York every week and busy, 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 you know, this, the look of it, the external appearance, shopping at Barney's, my Louboutins, my Chanel bag, all of that good Mm -hmm. stuff. And just this emptiness. Um, And I had a similar thought process where, you know, I could have gone and done human resources anywhere in Philadelphia, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to solve anything. It wasn't the company. I loved my colleagues. I I had a great job, great salary, Mm -hmm. great bonus, like flexibility, independence. It was great. So I couldn't either just go to another company and do human resources again. Cause like you said, you know, different faces, same, just the same life, just mm-hmm. in a different building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I, I, it just resonated with me um, when you were saying that. So what did you say? And I'm curious to know how you felt immediately after you informed them that you were leaving your position. Yeah. I mean, I basically just told them, you know, I was leaving and I obviously like I appreciated because I had the deepest appreciation for them. It wasn't like I was leaving that firm, like, oh, you know, it wasn't like that at all. Like I really appreciated everybody there. I appreciated everything they had taught me. Um, And yeah, I just, it was kind of like, what are you going to do? And I was just like, you know, I, I need to figure, I was just like, I need to figure things out. I need some time to figure things out. And so, um, and they were really supportive. Um, and then after I did it, I mean, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was, I think I was kind of in shock. Like I cannot believe I just did that. Like that was like, this is a, like, this is an absolutely crazy thing to do. Like I've worked my whole life for this and it, 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 it felt it just felt kind of out of body to me, quite frankly. Yeah. And it felt crazy. It just it yeah. felt crazy. Like this is just a really crazy thing to, to, it was a really, it was just an odd experience. Cause it was like, I was doing this thing and it was like, I was, it was like, I was watching myself do it. 
It like I no wasn't totally to logical brain. <laughs> it made no sense to my logical brain. No. And it but really it did. Felt I felt right. split in a way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage to be able to do something like that. And you must have gotten to the point where you thought in some way that it was harder to continue as things were than it would be to figure out your next steps and, and to make that change. I think that seems to be the turning point for a lot of people is mm-hmm. it's scarier to think about staying than it is to think about leaving. Yeah. What did you do for the next week, month, year after that? (laughs) Yeah. So again, you know, it's not like I had this great mental clarity here on this. It was like, you know, there was like part of me that was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to have nothing to do. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any, I'm not going to know what to do. And then there was a part of me that was like, give me two weeks away from this high stress, like, like give me two weeks and I'll, you know, figure something out. And, um, I will tell you that two week thing totally did not happen. Um, after I left the job, it was like, my body just completely crashed. Like I was, I realized like, I'm really not in a good state of health. And I was so tired. Like it was hard to like drive anywhere. So to go from like operating at this really high level to being like, wow, I don't feel like I can drive anywhere. I mean, that was just, that was shocking to me. Yeah. And then, I mean, what I realized eventually was like, it was like, I'd been operating on adrenaline for years. And so that went away. It was like, I just crashed. It wasn't like I was operating up from this place of like, you know, I'm high on life. I'm passionate about things like, no, I was just operating on adrenaline. So that Mm -hmm. went away and I just crashed, but then something else, even more surprising happened, which was that, you know, you would think that like, I could, you know, look back and say, okay, I'm not being a lawyer right now, but I was like, I, I did that. You know, I went to Duke, like I have the resume, it's mine. Like I've done all these things. Like you'd think on some level, I could kind of have this sense of like, okay, I feel good about myself because I'm not doing it now, but I did it. I know I can do it. But it was like, when that job went away, it was like every shred of like self-worth that I thought I had just left. Like I just felt completely and utterly worthless. Like it was just, it was terrible. Like it was just... And I think too, it was like, for so long, I had kept saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And like, that gave me some level of value. And then I did it. And like, that gave me some level of value, not what I like really wanted, but when it was gone, it was like, that just everything went with it. And so I left the job and I realized like, I'm in a really bad state. Like I'm in a worse state than I thought that I was. And so what I decided was, I was just like, I'm going to give everything I have to finding answers. Like, I'm going to give everything I have to healing my body. I'm going to give everything I have to, you know, finding out like, why do I feel so bad? Can I feel differently? Like, can my life feel differently? And so I made that my full-time job. That's like all I did. I researched, I read, I took classes, I trained in different modalities. Um, I worked with different healers. I tried all sorts of different things for my body, like saunas and floats and cleanses and colonics and like, you know, everything I could kind of like find. And at the same time, I wasn't just jumping around. I really gave things like a solid try. Like I really, like I looked into them before I did them and I really 
worked with them to see, you know, to, to try to get a result from them. And so, so that's what I did. I love that. That sounds like on my dream year <laughs> without the, the heartache. I mean, yeah. um, so, you know, essentially your, your identity and your self-worth were so completely wrapped into your career. And that started at such a young age, because when you were a, just a young girl, you were like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And you kind of saw that through. So it's almost as if you had to take that time to rebuild that self-worth that you kind of just put a bandaid over with the idea of becoming a lawyer. So you yeah. almost go back and heal that inner child in a way and those self-limiting beliefs that this is all I am. And without this, I'm not worthy. And you had to rebuild your self-worth. It sounds like. Yeah, for sure. And so that the, the, the interesting thing that happened was, so if I thought I had been surprised already, <laughs> Um, I, I really hadn't been because, so I did that for a year and a half, a year and a half. Yeah, no, I really like, I did this hardcore. (laughs) Like when I say like, I was, I gave everything like a year and a half. That's all I did. And after a year and a half, I would say my health was worse and I felt worse about myself. I did not feel better about myself. I felt worse. It was like the longer it went on, the worse I felt. And then also too, it was like, I gave everything I had for a year and a half to this only to be in states that I felt like were worse than I was before. And so it was, it was really one of the darkest moments of my life because I, it was, you know, when I was working, there was always this part of me that thought, no, my life can be different. You know what I mean? But after doing that for a year and a half and two, like, it wasn't like I just started searching during that year and a half. Like I was trying all sorts of things when I was working, when I had time and whatnot, but like, it was like this, oh my goodness, like what I want doesn't exist. Like it doesn't exist. Like, like, and I remember too, having a conversation with one of my colleagues um, when I was working and I was just like, you know, are you like you know, excited to get up in the morning? Are you, do you feel like this like passion, like for your life? Do you feel like energized and, you know, are you excited to come to work? And it was like, no, you know? And he was just like, but he's like, listen, this is just what life is. Like we have it better than most. Like we make a lot of money. Like we have a good job. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not excited about my life. You know, I like, I can't wait to have a moment like on the weekend or whatever, but like, that's just what life is. And it was just like, you know, and, and I remember having that conversation to him and that just that conversation with him, that just, it was like, it just sucked the life out of me. Like, no, this, this can't be, you know, but after this year and a half, I was like, oh my goodness. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, this is it. Like we watch our bodies deteriorate and we have moments of joy here and there, but like, that's about it. And we, you know, we sacrifice and we work really hard and it's like monotonous and it's a grind and that's, you know, what life is. And so it was a, it was a really dark time for me. And I, a year and a half removed from my job, like I still could have gone back to practice law and believe me, I considered it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there was this like thing in me or part of me or something that was just like, keep going, like, keep going, keep, keep searching, like, and so I did. 
it's almost like your ego is like, what do you, who do you, why do you think you're different? And your gut's mm-hmm. like, because you are. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> you're better than this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's yeah. intense. That must mm-hmm. have been really, really challenging. And, you know, a lot of people would have just given up at that point, probably six months in and, mm-hmm. you know, started talking to former colleagues and friends and, and probably gone back into that like, you know, that, that career, but you didn't. So Mm -hmm. you found Kundalini yoga along the way. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that has been transformational for you. At what point in that, did that come in during that year and a half period? Or was that something that you found at the end of your rope? Yeah. So it really was at the end of my rope. Like it was, it was after like I hit that year and a half point and it was, and it was like, I would have those moments of like, this is, like, this is, you know, this, is what I want doesn't exist. And it was at that time that I found a Kundalini yoga class. And I just like, you know, I was really into like, I'll try whatever I, I'm looking for a result. I was really open-minded about what I would try. And so I found this class and I was just like, ah, like, I'll, whatever, I'll try it. And, um, after that class, I felt different, like noticeably different. And so I kept doing it. And the more I did it, the better I felt. And the more I did it, it was like my body started to get healthy. The aches and pains started to go away. I started to feel clear-minded. I started to feel energized. I started to feel inspired. And I started to have this internal sense of worthiness. And so as these things are happening, I keep obviously doing the practice because I'm getting such good results from it. And then I went and trained in it, not because I thought, I was going to teach it or anything just because I was like, okay, what is this thing that is changing my life? You know what I mean? And so then once I went and studied in it, I started to, I felt like I started to understand better. Oh, like this is why it's working. Do you know what I mean? So, so it was finding Kundalini yoga was, um, it wasn't like it was the end of my journey, but it was like a major, major turning point for me. And like, I started to think again, like, wait a second. No, I can have a different life. I can feel different. I can be healthy. I can have a different life. Wow. Yeah. Can you tell the listeners, I know a lot of people have probably heard of Kundalini yoga, but don't know the difference between that and other types of yoga. And I think it's very different. It's a lot more active, but not in the sense of active, like cardio, more in the sense of active, like breath work and kind of moving things internally. Um, Can you give a little explanation as to what exactly it is and what it entails? Yeah. So Kundalini yoga, it's, it's quite dynamic. So I think you kind of said it correctly. It's very dynamic in, in, in its practice. So because it uses postures and poses, Um, which most yogas use postures and poses. It does use quite a few different postures and poses than you might see in like a a traditional, maybe Hatha yoga class. The postures and poses do look different, but it also uses um, hand position. So it uses the hands like in the fingers because the fingers are connected to parts of the brain. So it uses hand positions. It uses eye positions. With our eye positions, we can stimulate our glandular system. We can also change and affect different parts of the brain. Um, It uses a number of different breathing techniques. So 
there's a lot of breathing in Kundalini yoga and there's a number of different types of breathing, which do different things. Um, it uses mantra. So it uses sound currents and it uses the science of sound to again, impact the body. It uses um, meditation. It uses relaxation. So it's like, it's, it's using all of these things. So if you were to look at a Kundalini yoga class, it, it is going to look quite different from maybe what people traditionally like think of when they think of yoga. Yeah. Um, and what it's doing is it's impacting like all parts of the body. So it's working on the physical body and it's working critical systems of the physical body. So it's very focused on like the nervous system and the glandular system, also the immune system, the circulatory system. Um, it's working on a person on an emotional level. So we tend to suppress emotions. I certainly did this and it really helps. It's one of the only things that, that worked for me in terms of releasing suppressed emotions and then helping you deal with current emotions. Um, it's working on an energetic level. So it's working with the chakras. It's working with the electromagnetic field. It's moving the energy up the spine. It's moving them through the chakras and in, in like certain particular ways that create a result. So it's like really looking at the, the full, like you as a full being. And in the yogic sciences, you actually have 10 bodies. The physical body is just one of them. So you're working all 10 bodies with this practice. So, um, what I would say, like my experience with it is like, it, um, offers a lot of bang for the buck. Yeah. You're doing yeah. a lot when you sit down to do a, a Kundalini yoga practice. And some of the practices you can do them in three minutes. So it's not like going to have a full class is wonderful, but like one of the things with Kundalini yoga is like, now I have all of these practices that I can kind of pull out and use as needed. And I can do them in like three minutes. So if I'm feeling like blocked, like there's a practice I can do, you know, if I'm feeling yeah. like tired, like, oh, I can go do this for three minutes. So it's really, um, I would say it's really kind of broad in the different kind of things it addresses and the ways in which it addresses them. It's not like it just has to be you like sitting down and doing a full practice to get like a benefit from it. Yeah. So interesting. I've done a few classes, um, one in person and, and mostly virtually, just because I started getting into it once the pandemic hit naturally. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but the breath of fire has always stood out to me. I am yeah. always like, oh no. But then afterwards, I'm like, I, like, I feel like a completely different person. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like sometimes yeah. like tears come out, sometimes mm -hmm. like anger, I can feel like releasing. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost like, oh my God, I can't get through this. And then you do. Yeah. And you just feel like a weight has been lifted. Yeah. I like the idea of being able to, I think a lot of us kind of get into that mindset of like, okay, I'm going to deal with some of this, you know, maybe some of this trauma that I had growing up and, or some of the stress and I want to release that. And we do some of this work, but then we don't move it out. So it just kind of becomes stagnant energy, I think. And mm -hmm. with, with Kundalini yoga, I, I feel like it really helps to move that energy out. So you do the work and then you move it. It has to go yeah. somewhere. Would you agree yeah. with that? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's so true. And I love how you talked about breath of fire because it, it really is like, you start to do it and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't, you know, like, this is yeah. getting so hard, but you really are, you are moving things out. That's what you're doing. Like you're moving things, you're releasing things. It's highly detoxifying physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically. You know what I mean? And then you like, it's like, you can feel 
once you've moved it and it's like, it'll actually get easier. So it's like, you're doing it. And it's like, oh my goodness, I can't keep doing this. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm, I can keep doing this. I'm good. Like you can feel it move. And I don't know if you've done, um, fists of anger, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can actually too, like, as you do fists of anger more and more, you'll, you'll, you think it's like a physical thing. Like it's physically, you need to be physically strong. It's, it's really not, it's you actually, you're changing that, that energy in the electromagnetic field. And so you can actually move your arms with more ease. Like you'll feel, you'll feel a difference in it, how it feels because your energy has changed. So, yeah. It's amazing what you can do yeah. in just that little small space that you occupy. Yeah. Wow. Um, what changes did you notice in your life after kind of cultivating this practice? I know you said that you felt a difference immediately, but what did you notice over time? You know, how has your life changed in a positive way? So I would say one of the biggest things is Kundalini yoga. It, it's ultimately about you tapping into you. Like that's really what Kundalini yoga is about. It's about you tapping into you and you being you, like you knowing like who you are, the creativity that you hold, like the greatness that you hold, like the worth and value that you hold. Like that's really what Kundalini yoga is about. So like all of the things it's doing, they're all kind of accumulating to this, like you knowing you. And at the same time, you know, it's like we, we do get off on who we are. You know, we, we start to think we're all these things that we're not because of maybe like subconscious beliefs that we took on as a child. Um, And so for me, something that was just so unexpected, quite frankly, was like, it, it's like it opened up in me, the creativity that I held, like it opened up in me, like the knowing that I held, it opened up in me what I was like actually passionate about and what it was that I actually loved. So like, you know, for me, like I, I had this decision, like I made this decision to become an attorney, but it's like, did I want to become an attorney? Did I even know what an attorney did? Did I like being an attorney when I was attorney? And quite frankly, like I really didn't, like it wasn't really um, the thing that I was like really passionate about. Some people were, I just wasn't one of those people. And so after I started doing Kundalini yoga, it was like, I started to see like, okay, all these things that I did you know, in the past, if they didn't work, why didn't they work? And then I started to see, and what, what does work and what would work. And so it was like, as I started to see this stuff and started to understand it more, I started to like, it was like, I started to almost like develop my own kind of like methodology in a way Mm -hmm. for like, how do I live a different life? And I started to like apply that. And then I started to take myself to even greater levels of like clarity, greater levels of energy, greater levels of health, greater levels of like joy and excitement about life. And so it was like, and then from that point is where I created like the programs that I currently offer, but it was like, it really opened me up to like me and what was inside of me and the creativity that I held. So I could like basically express my own creativity in the world, which we all hold. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I had no sense of that. Like everything for me was like something that I learned from somebody else or Mm -hmm. got some degree for. It was never this like innate, like I I never thought like I actually held that like within me in a sense. Yeah. 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 
Wow. When you speak about the programs that you created, that's um, kind of leading into, I think, your optimization coaching. Um, can you just tell us what is that? What does that mean? What can someone <laughs> expect to get with um, a coach like that? Yeah. So it, so these programs are programs, like you said, that I did develop and they're based on really me understanding like what doesn't work, what does work. And so that year and a half, although that year and a half was so hard for me with all the things that didn't work, it really benefited yeah. me in the end. I really believe I was meant to go through that and see those things. So I could have a point of reference of like, okay, these things don't work. Here's why, what does work and, and why do these things work? And so my programs are really about a person understanding themselves, really. That's what they're about. Like a person really tapping into and understanding themselves, who they are and how they function and the transformation in their life that happens once they hold that understanding. And so I know a lot of people would be like, well, I know who I am and I know how I function, right? I would have said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would say, you know, if someone's living in states of like working really hard, like their life is really hard, their life is a grind or it feels monotonous or they're living in these kind of low levels of joy or like their joy comes just on the weekend. I would say actually you, that person holds misunderstandings about who they are and how they function. Cause our fundamental nature is a fundamental nature of abundance. It's a fundamental nature of joy, of creativity, of love, of beauty. And so when we really tap into who we are, our life transforms. And it's like, we get to the point where it's so interesting to me that like, you know, in my profession, it's like, we have this really high bar for like, kind of like the success we would have on paper, like this really high bar for like the degrees we would have and the schools we'd go to and the money we would make and, you know, all the accolades we would have. But then there was, I felt like this low bar in terms of like how we felt, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, you know, the thing is, it's just, to me, that was such a travesty because I now know that we can have such a different experience. Like we can have an experience where we are just reveling in ourselves and in this life where we're just like, this is amazing and incredible. And I am amazing and incredible. And where we're like reveling in our own creativity and where we're energized by life, not depleted by it. And so my programs are really about that, like you tapping into you, you understanding you on a really deep level. And so in the programs, like the first one's called the foundation. The second one is called thoughts, because to really understand ourselves, part of it is our ability to control and direct our mind and understanding like the power of our mind. And then as part of those programs, I also do these readings for people that set forth with clarity what their gifts are, how they're uniquely structured to thrive, and um, what might be holding them back. And so they're just like they're a deep dive into you. And I would say we're so, we spend so much time studying all sorts of things. And yet it's like, do we really understand ourselves? Yeah. And so, yeah. That's amazing. I think it's so important, you know, for anyone who just counts down to Friday and dreads Monday. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect reference point for maybe you could benefit from some of this work, you know, kind of going yeah. internally, um, because life shouldn't be that way. We yeah. shouldn't be working five days a week and just suffering through it to get to, you know, the weekend and have yeah. two days of freedom and joy. And then 
even not even, I mean, you know, you've got, you probably Saturday, I feel like is spent just catching up on life and then Mm -hmm. Sunday is spent dreading Monday. So yeah, it's so true. That's really sad. It's really sad. It's a travesty. It's a travesty. (laughs) I mean, like everyone here is like, they're wholly unique beings. Like there's no one here like them, whoever will be like, this is your opportunity in this unique experience that we're in right here, right now. Like, this is so unique. Like this is, you know, and then to just kind of be in awe with it, to like, enjoy it, to express who you are. And the thing too, is like when people express the truth, what I call the truth of who they are, it's like, they benefit themselves. They benefit the world. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just such a travesty to me too, that And two, like the people I worked with, I thought so highly of them, so intelligent, so driven, so disciplined. Mm -hmm. Like my mind is like, you should be happy. Yeah. But yet I'm not saying not everybody was happy, but I certainly saw quite a bit of unhappiness um, in that profession. And I know it wasn't just my profession. Like I know you've seen it and other, so many other people see it. It's just such a, such a travesty. It because is. it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that way. That's just the truth. Like yeah. I, I had my moments where yeah. I questioned that, but now yeah. I do know, like, it doesn't have to be that way. I agree with you. And it, it's so hard for some people, but it's so worth it in the end. So I mean, look it. at how much you've been able to change your life in a way yeah. that it's just blossomed. So when you wake up in the morning now, are you excited? Are you passionate about life? Are you ready to go? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, of course you have your days where maybe like you might be a little more tired than others. It's not like I'm this like perfect like being, but I can truly say, I mean, I have absolutely transformed my life to the point that's like my relationships are different. Um, My body is different. How I relate to my body is different. How I feel is different. How I see life is different. It's almost like, I feel like I've lived two totally different lives. It's like, I, I can't even, I feel so different from how I used to feel. I think so different. It's just, it does. It feels like another, like another life. Like, and I almost feel like I've gotten this like new lease on life in a way, like, yeah. oh my goodness, like all of this, I could have missed. I could have missed all of this beauty. I could have missed all of this joy. And like, I'm not, I'm not getting like, I'm I'm not missing it now. Like I'm getting to experience it. And so I feel really, I feel really, yeah, like fortunate about that. And I would just say it's, it takes courage to, to make these changes, especially there's a lot that goes into that with like the way the the mind works and all the fear and everything, Mm -hmm. but it is so, it is so, so worth it. And I'm, I'm truly proof that it can be done. Like if, if you would have met me before, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I feel like everything would have been like you would, I don't know that you really would have like recognized me in a sense. Like I was, yeah. it's just such, and just how I felt and how I was thinking, like I was just plagued by thoughts of like unworthiness, never good enough. Nothing I did was ever good enough, you know, thoughts of fear, thoughts of worry, stressed out about this. Like it was mm-hmm. just you know, and, and now it's like my mind is, I'm using my mind to serve me and to like, it's coming like all these things, like the programs that I've written and all the things, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a vastly different experience. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, you, I'm sure you Yes, I love it. <laughs> she, 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 like, I think she was yeah. like, <laughs> I think she was like, I agree. <laughs> 
confirmation from below. (laughs) How cute. Oh my gosh. So where can everyone find you if they'd like to work with you? Um, You know, uh, I think your programs sound incredibly informative and helpful and a great place to start if someone's kind of just starting to explore these thoughts and looking for a new way. Um, How can everyone find you and get in touch with you? Yeah. So the best way is my website, www.karenicolebatar.com. And I offer free discovery calls for people just so that, you know, they can find out if this is really like the path for them at this point in time, if this is the thing for them. So yeah. Amazing. And I'll link that in the show notes as well. So everyone can go check you out. And I highly recommend a discovery call. I feel like, you know, even if at the end of the day, someone decides, uh, you know, a program is not the right fit for them at this time, or doesn't fit into their budget or whatever it happens to be, a discovery call alone can start to inspire you to think a little bit differently, to understand maybe where some of those holes are that you could potentially fill. So I I definitely encourage everyone to, um, to take advantage of that. Well, thank you so much for being here. You and Rosie, (laughs) this was such a (laughs) pleasure. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation and I think there's just so much value in being able to see someone else who's done what you've done. You know, you kind of act as an expander for other people who are maybe thinking there has to be something different, but I can't possibly give up everything I've worked so hard for. You most certainly can. You get to decide that and make that choice and and change the direction of your life. And most likely it's going to be really, really beautiful on the other side. So thank Mm -hmm. you for showing everyone that. Um, and for doing the work yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure being here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to rate and review and also follow along on Instagram at holistic.w.kristen. And I will see you soon.